Ladies and gentlemen, delegates and dravens, please take your seats for the Two Watch Who 1960s All-Stars Awards. Please welcome your hosts. He's been a Who fan for nearly 30 years, but doesn't always get the facts right. It's Mark. She's watching for the very first time, but she's no Madonna. It's Sarah. And he's got the horns of a Nyman, but the blunt penknife of a hamster. Special guest host, Joe. Here we are. Welcome, everybody. We're on the planet Myra tonight. The Visians are out in force. Looking good. I can't see them. No, I know. Yeah, you can't see them, but they're there. The lights are so bright on this stage, we can't see anyone out in the audience tonight. That's how big <laughs> this award ceremony is. Yep, and welcome special guest Joe. Hello. Thanks for, for tea matting down. <laughs> it was a bit of a trauma, but I found a booth and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, this is the ultimate 1960s award ceremony. Uh, so all of our previous Dusker winners are back, hoping to get the Ultimate All-Stars Award. Visians <laughs> <laughs> don't clap, that's the problem. Well, look, I've already voted for this online, so I know who I want to win every category. Yeah, we've cast our votes, and our Edith and Katerina members have also cast theirs. They've had a say in this as well. We don't know yet who's who's won. It's very exciting. I know. Group effort. So shall we start? Yes, let's start, Mark. First category is... Couple of the Decade. Sponsored by Edith Catering. Food, meat, and love. The nominees are... Altos and Sabitha, The Keys of Marinus. Even if we manage to untie ourselves, we'll never break the gates, Mark. At least I could defend you. Woolnoff and Edith, The Time Meddler. He did take the girl inside and get some food for that journey. Leo, Ryan and Tanya, the wheel in space. I'll let you hold my hand, OK? And there is. So am I. Jeremy Carstairs and Lady Jennifer, the war games. Can I come back there with you? I'd rather like to try and find Lady Jennifer. A big category. Yep, and this one is sponsored by Edith Catering, who is providing all of the canapes tonight. Terry Nations all round. Terry Nations all round, yeah, with some... I don't know, meat sandwiches. Probably. Meat sandwiches. That sounds <laughs> wow. If it's Terry Nation catering, we need to put space before it for space blinis, space cocktails. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. All the space food. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, a uh, couple of the decade just between us, cyber mats. What do we think of the nominees <laughs> for this one? Uh, so, Sarah, what 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 are your first? Well, um, for me, there's only. A real one, real winner there, and that is the Keys of Marinus. Altos and oh, yeah. Thank you. They were like the whole time. They were the ones that we were like following. We they came back throughout the sixties in conversation. They're like the winners for me. Yeah, they do come up a lot. I reckon uh, Sabifa couldn't resist his knees or <laughs> <laughs> <All> thighs. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, just get your trousers off, and Sabitha is there. <laughs> Not that I want to question the options, but Lady Jennifer and Carstairs, are they a couple? Okay, okay. So I, our, our Twitter followers also helped choose the nominees for this one. So I just put together all of the couples that we've talked about. I put Carstairs and Jennifer as a couple in my head, so I added them. 
and they got Classic voted mug. in. So it wasn't just me that thought that. Do you not think they deserve to be there? Well, I thought they were very friendly with each other, but I didn't really detect much sexual chemistry between them, if I'm honest. Mind you, I didn't detect much between Walnoff and Edith either. (laughs) (laughs) Again, another surprise um, (laughs) couple there. But Edith, well done, Edith, for being there. Do you think there's some conflict of interest here? Because she's nominated in this category and she's sponsoring this category. I'm just saying... Just putting it out. No, not at all. She's she's very happy to be nominated. And <laughs> she signed up to sponsorship before she got there. I mean, like, <laughs> I didn't know she was going to be there. I don't know. Everyone loves Walnoth and Edith, don't they? Didn't you say Edith was doing the catering as well? Well, yeah, yeah she is, yeah. She's... I think there's a conflict of interest, personally. She's fix. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, they, no, but they are a good couple because Walnoth looks after Edith a lot in that story they've got their little little tent thing together and she makes the sandwiches and stuff and helps fight, fight off the Where vikings did she make a sandwich i'm sorry she did not make a sandwich in that episode she, she did she first Stephen and vicky did she a viking comes into that hut and does something terrible to her what do you mean he looks after her well he takes revenge doesn't he that's all right then isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> okay well i think they deserve to be there um, of course you do. And Leah, Ryan and Tanya. Okay, yeah, I'll allow this one because they were like the sexual tension between them. What was that line she had? Was it about her nose? Have I told you about my nose? Have I told you about my nose? <laughs> really sultry. And they what end up being in knows? charge of the wheeling space at the end, don't they? So I bet they're flying around in that together. So do they? Or have we just presumed they are? No, he takes charge. I'm sure okay. he takes charge. With her. Okay. I think they're like a, a power couple on the wheel. Yeah, I the think so. The power couple of the wheel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's just go around. So, Altos and Sabitha for you, Sarah. Yeah. Joe, who is your favourite out of those four? Oh, definitely Altos and Sabitha. Like, are they, they're, they're a couple of this, and I also feel they should have had their own spin-off show as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mark? I, I want to say Altos and Sabitha as well. Obviously, I feel like I should say Walnoth and Edith, just because Edith, <laughs> because I love Edith. Um, but it's a couple. You can't love half a couple. You have to love what the couple represents. Also, can I just say, since, since you're now moving out of the sixties, yeah, that is a very weird fetish you have with Edith. All right. <laughs> No, I just thought she was a really good character. It's the most random thing. The fact that Edith still comes up. Well, I mean, now, like, members can be an Edith. I mean, that's what Edith has become. Exactly. So. Maybe that's why she got onto the into the final four. Maybe. But anyway, shall we announce the winner then? Yeah. Shall I open it? Do you want to open it? I'll open it. There's okay. envelopes and everything. There we are. Oh, my God. There's an actual envelope. I love it. Okay, here we go. Couple of the decade. Okay, here, we, here go. we go. And the winner is. Oh. <laughs> Why right? do you put them on sticky notes? <laughs> <laughs> the space sticky notes. Altos and Zabifa! Yes! Yay! <laughs> yes, well oh. done. Well done, Altos and Zabifa. You've won a holiday on the wheel in space. <laughs> <laughs> T-Mat will take you there. Yeah, T-Mat first class. 
when you hit the end of the classic series, like the whole of the classic series, they'll win couple of the classic series. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But they are definitely there because, you know, we talked about them so much. Yeah. Everybody loves Alsos and Sabitha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next right. category. Next category. Who wants to do the next one? Uh, I'll do it. Monster of the 60s. And the nominees are the Daleks, Exterminate, Annihilate, Destroy, the Mechanoids, the Monoids, We conquered and you obey, the Cybermats, the Quarks. Oh, yeah, just between us, Yeti. What do we think? <laughs> do you know, I've got, a, I've got a soft spot for really, like, crap monsters. So I want to vote for both the Quarks and the Mechanoids, like the one-shot monsters. But this is supposed to be the ultimate monster of the 60s, so they can't be crap. Oh, uh, Why not? I so, mean, I mean, I'm all for Cybermats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Cybermats shouldn't even be there. I don't know why they won a Dosker in the first place. Because um, of me. The Daleks won two Doskers. They won twice. Yeah. Uh, I love the Mechanoids. Yes, you do. Mechanoids are good. Then I, I feel as if the winner should absolutely be the Quarks. <laughs> no, no. Mark, try no, saying no. it. Is it Quarks or Quarks? Like Quavers? Like Quavers, Quarks. quarks. Quarks, yeah, well, I sound terribly middle class, don't I? <laughs> quarks. But you have to remember the quarks were introduced to to go. They wanted them to like feature in more stories, didn't they? And they did turn up in loads of comic strips and things like that. They had a life beyond their story. Yeah, but they don't sum up the whole sixties though. Like, well, in that case, then it's the Daleks, yeah, surely. Well, the Dalek, yeah, the Daleks are great, but then also the the Mechanoids are very sixties. They were of their time. It's interesting that the Cybermats made it, but not the Cybermen. Well, that's because you love the Cybermats. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I feel like the answer you're going for is the Daleks, because obviously Dalek mania in the 60s was a massive thing. If we're going for the whole 60s, surely it's Daleks. But my heart says Cybermats or Quarks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what people would have voted. I don't think they would have voted for Cybermats. Joe, do you want, do you want to, to uh, announce the winner? I can. Okay. <clears throat> so the winner is, drumroll please, it's the Daleks. Yay! Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had to be there for the 60s. Absolutely. Yeah. And they've been in so many stories as well. If we're summing up the 60s, they are the 60s, aren't they? They are they're iconic, aren't they? They're, they're, they are the iconic image of 60s Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the Quarks. Or Cybermats. <laughs> <laughs> when the Daleks like fall over, they're not like the Quarks, you know, with there with their arms flapping about. Wow. I mean <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well done Daleks. Uh, they couldn't be here tonight unfortunately. But we will send They're them. They're too t- busy invading space somewhere else. Yes, yeah. We'll send them their prize via Time Destructor at some point. And um, what? Um, what's their prize, Mark? Uh, so their prize. Yeah. Um, I think Edith's going to rustle something up for them, especially for their suckers. So some mead. 
<laughs> they get this bottle of mead. Edith's mead. Edith's mead, yeah. Okay, right. So the next category. Joe, would you like to read this one out? I'm salivating. Best villain. And the nominees are Platoxel from the Aztecs. The false taxa shall be placed in that room. And the fourth wall added. Elakir from the Crusade. The only pleasure left for you is death. Marga, Galaxy 4. If you were to conquer space, they said, you will need soldiers. Professor Zaroff. Oh, yes. The underwater menace. Careful care, Doctor. Your life is in the balance. Salamander, the enemy of the world. You like to work for me, huh? You like that? Tobias Vaughan, the invasion. Reception, two young girls. Bring them to me. Uh, just between us Vargas then, people. What do you think? <laughs> so, this, I... Oh, sorry. No. Go on. No, this is a tough category. I was going to say, this is an amazing category. All of these characters here are top. Yeah. Can you just imagine, one second, all of these villains grouping together to become like a super band of villains? So for me, Salamander was epic, as was Professor Zaroff. They were like, oh, the Marga. It's a tough one. Yeah, but we loved Elakir as well in the Crusade. He was really, he chased Barb around that town and stuff and tied her up. He did. He was pretty evil. Like, he was scary. Ella Keir did not say, nothing in the world can stop me now. <laughs> oh, true. Like, that's so iconic. The professors are nothing in the world can stop me now. But this is, we've got to think, this is going to be the 1960s villain yeah. of the decade. They've got to sum up the whole of the 60s. I'm... Is Professor Zaroff going to sum up the whole of the 60s? Potentially, yeah. I think Professor Zaroff sums up the whole of existence. <laughs> I mean, Tobias Vaughan was very good. He's very... And, I mean, that actor did play Maverick Chen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how comes how comes Maverick Chen's not on this list? He didn't get a Oscar. Ah, uh, fair enough. So he... Who did... Who so beat Marga him? beat him. Yeah, because Marga was a bitch. Marga was such a bitch. Sarah, I seem to remember you not being that impressed with Protoxel from the Aztecs. Um, but as a villain, though, as a villain, but he was—he was just annoying as a villain. But he was the best of the villains, and he was like scary because he—he was quite like bad in that way. I do you know what? But Marga, very sixties. She's got the look. She she's the got look. the evilness. The only female to make the list as a villain. There aren't many, though, are there in the sixties? No. Who's that one that tied up Susan in the Keys of Marinus? Oh, she was a bitch. Oh. Um, Fiona Walker played her. That's all I can remember. Yeah. And and Jan Lee didn't make it. Jan Lee didn't make it. No. Um, was Jan Lee a villain? I think we had that. We weren't sure. I, no, I, well, this is one of the things that we talked about because she turns to good. So she starts off on one side of the battle, but she does turn. So therefore we were like, it lowered her status in terms of a villain usually is the whole way through. They're like badass. They're bad, bad the whole way. She kind of starts that way and then turns. I'd say she was more of like a seductress, wasn't she? Because she was using her feminine charms to, what was that fellow's name? What was his name? 
The one oh, that what was his name? Terribly. Oh, oh, we had this the other day, didn't we? Yeah. Mark's on it. Oh, hang on. Mark's on it. He's got the he's got the um the Bible out, as it were. What is it? Uh, Valmar. Is it Valmar. Yes, <laughs> Valmar. Valmar. We, we shouldn't be talking about her because she's not even on the list. So. <laughs> Do you know what Valmar and Jan Lee could have been a couple? Oh yeah. Although he did end up dead. So I was going to say, didn't <laughs> didn't he die? There's a reason why they're not. <laughs> um, right. Oh yeah. Who do you think, okay. Mark? I. Oh, it's so tough. It is so tough. Um, to represent the whole of the 60s, I'd go for Tobias Vaughan, actually. That's that's fair. I mean, I'd, I'd probably say of this whole list, I want to vote for Zaroff because he's just incredible. But I'll probably go for Salamander just because he's played by Patrick Troughton and he was so... That, yeah. Do you remember that accent he put on? It's like... You try, you fail. So what? Uh -huh, the moon doesn't fall out of the sky. Like, I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. What's he saying? Like, hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> What's going on, Bruce? Doesn't he? <laughs> isn't that... <laughs> That's what he says, isn't it? That's all I know. <laughs> How's it going, Bruce? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Like, um, what is it? This is just a form of comprehensive insurance, huh? There's nothing for you to worry about. Oh, it's just. Mark, you make him sound like, here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bruce. No, hey, Bruce. <laughs> Mark's impressions. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> Do you, know so, you know in Monsters Inc. and what she called the slug, he was like, "You didn't buy your paperwork." Oh, Wazowski, buy your paperwork. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> He could have said to Faria, you're my wife now. Because you make him sound <laughs> Who's announcing it? You. Oh, me. Okay. Opening the envelope now. Okay, so the best villain of the 60s is Salamander. Way! Yes. Hey, that's Salamander. two for two. Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay. And as you notice, he's walking down the uh, down the catwalk now in his sharp suit. There, he is. there you go. <laughs> Say hi to Bruce for me. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything else that he says. I can't even remember him saying that. <laughs> he does say hi, Bruce, doesn't he? Oh, it's at the end of episode. Right? No, he said, "What? What are you doing here, Bruce?" Or something like that. Mark. I'm gonna record that and have that as my ringtone for whenever you like message me. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next category. I'm going to do this one, aren't I? Yeah. You are, yeah. Okay, so. Best Supporting Character. 
the nominees are Ganatus, the Daleks. What happened to Barbara? Tor, the Space Museum. Right, now you know the main objective. The Morok Barracks. Sarah Kingdom, Dalek's Master Plan. If anything goes wrong and the Daleks recapture the time destructor, we'll have failed. Samantha Briggs, the Faceless Ones. It's about my brother, Brian Briggs. Astrid, Enemy of the World. We'll get to them somehow! Look out! And Isabel, the Invasion. I'm forgiven then. What? Well, for being such a twit and going down those sewers. So, just between us thals, who do we think <laughs> deserves this award? <laughs> I think there's, a, there's only one winner in that collection of people, and that is the one who almost got her own spin-off show, Sarah, uh, Sarah Kingdom. I was going to say, yeah, I feel Sarah Kingdom. Really? Okay, I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I, thought you were, I thought you were about to say Samantha. Almost got a spin-off show, <laughs> Samantha Briggs. <laughs> Mark, on what planet did Samantha Briggs even get a spin-off show? <laughs> in my mind. In your mind, yes. <laughs> she was nearly a companion, wasn't she? I can't understand half the things she's saying. <laughs> with a Liverpool accent just from Liverpool I'm trying to find my brother Brian Briggs <laughs> do you want a postcard <laughs> what is that do you want a postcard how did Isabel Watkins make this list oh, she was amazing. great what are you saying <laughs> in, in terms of supporting character of season six yeah, season six. Yeah. Yes, you won the Oscar for season six. Actually, no, I remember there's one scene, isn't there, where she goes up to the army dude and she goes, oh, are you thinking rich? <laughs> Isabel, I, so I can relate. As I said, I followed in the footsteps of Isabel and went down that hole. Well, you didn't go down <laughs> well, I didn't it. go down the hole. I went up to her hole. <laughs> <laughs> there's no good way of you saying Which that. I have, yeah, okay. That's not so. But, you know, she's, um, she's great. She's a photographer. She's fashionable. She's uh goes on adventures. <laughs> Did you say tour from the Space Museum? Because uh, the only thing I really remember him doing is like waving forlornly at uh, Vicky when he goes. Like that was a love affair that never happened. Start a revolution. I really like Tor. He's got his converse, he's got his black outfit, he leads those rebels. He's one of the cool students. Ganatus, I mean Ganatus. Uh, now, if we were doing a hottest award, Gallatin. <laughs> He's got them trousers with the holes in. He lends some to Barbara. He kisses Barbara. He's got it all going. He's adorning some T-shirts very soon as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good with, like, the rope, you know. He's got rope <laughs> skills, I mean. <laughs> rope skills. <laughs> I don't know if Barbara was that kinky, honestly. Potholing. <laughs> You can swoon. Yeah. Actually, sorry, going back to Samantha Briggs, we haven't mentioned the hat. <laughs> I was waiting for you to mention the hat. I, she deserves it just for that. Mark loves that hat. Mark made his own version of that hat. I've still got it. Of course you do. In fact, that's what you're wearing right now, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, Mark is wearing the Samantha Briggs hat. <laughs> what should uh, the ultimate supporting character consist of for the 60s are we looking for someone that's like adventurous someone that could have been a companion someone that in their story did what they could i think it's about supporting the core team of the doctor and the companions 
and really supporting them in their journey and story. And if you're talking about the 60s as a whole, <clears throat> being representative of the 60s, it kind of is Isabel Watkins, isn't it? Yeah. Like, she's a sweet 60s girl. She's a proper 60s girl. But she doesn't do enough in her actual story, though. You realise how little she does when you were watching it in order. Like, she does a lot. Like, you know, she's there taking the photo. She has all that, you know, she's got banter with Jamie, taking the pictures of Zoe. Yeah, but she takes them pictures and they don't even come out. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah, but she's <laughs> brave and goes, you know, goes to get the pictures of the Cybermen to prove. So she does her bit. For me, it's Sarah Kingdom. Yeah, absolutely, Sarah Kingdom. I, I do like her. Who are, are you Samantha? Astrid as well? I mean, Astrid's great. Can I just drop a bombshell, though? because I, I don't want to open up this debate again, but Sarah Kingdom is absolutely a companion for me and not a supporting character. Yes. Yeah, no, she is. She's a companion. Yes. Good point. Very good point. Okay. I don't believe she is, but we I will leave that there. that's why she ended up in this category. <laughs> Therefore, I... Oh, do you know what? I'm going to say Samantha, because she's got the 60s-ness of Isabel, but she does more than Isabel. You've Sorry. heard it here. Mark's going with Samantha. I'm Sarah Kingdom. I'm Okay, let's see. Let's see who, let's see what our, okay. uh, the people have voted. Here I am with the envelope. Okay. And the winner is, which Mark has carefully stuck to an envelope on the inside. Astrid. Oh, okay. No, she's she's a worthy winner, I think. I think so. She's pretty badass. Like she flies a helicopter. Mark mentions her a lot. Yep. Yeah. She's she has she's stuck in our memory, definitely. Yeah. She's pretty like badass. The thing that's bizarre is the story just sort of ends, doesn't it? We have no clue what happens to her. She's down in that underground bunker. She's all that don't worry, she's here tonight. <laughs> Here she comes. Here she is, landing now on the main stage. In her helicopter. Yes. Are you going to out that helicopter sound effect again? <laughs> Here she is. Quick, we need to get the Vizians out the way. Here she comes. Oh no, some Cybermats are blown away. No. <laughs> Here she is to collect her award. Yeah, What's I her mean, prize, Mark? Her prize is... Mark is not prepared for any of this, and I'm loving it. Mark, what's the prize? She's a new helicopter. A new helicopter. Yeah, we've blown the budget just on Astrid. <laughs> new helicopter and a pilot's license way past... 2018. 2018. There we are. <laughs> hey. So she can carry on. She can go off with... Colin and Mary can carry on with her. Oh, yeah, because Mark believes and, um, that they all live together happily ever. And- yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so quite surprised, actually. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I am and I'm not. I'd be, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter who was second or third. We won't know because Mark won't tell us. But, like, she basically, the rest of them don't really do it. She is, like, killing that story. Yeah, she is. You almost don't need them in it. That story could have been a story. Yeah, I, I think she could have held up, like, a slightly in the future spy series in the 60s like she's a strong enough protagonist yeah definitely that's what i say her miss kelly and miss garrett <gasps> what would you call it women. business women no <laughs> <laughs> well, space, on the title. no yeah space business 
it's really sixties. Like, I don't know, space vixens or something like that. Yeah. Vixens of space. This, there we go. Vixens of space business. Mark, drop the business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can be the tagline no, underneath. Yeah, because you've got you've got Astrid going on a helicopter. Miss Kelly's like the communication, so she's in the office sending out you know the details, and then Miss Garrett is doing like the science kind of stuff whenever they need. Something. Can there be like a, a Charlie's Angel style beginning where they walk into the office <laughs> in the beginning of each episode? Hello, it's across history as well. So it's those three, and then they've got special agents. So Edith could be a special agent. Oh Viking my times. God. Right. She, no, hear me out. Her, her and Warnoth could have like a special, like, hidden thing in their, like, straw. And then they get an boop, boop, boop. And it's Miss Garrett being like, with? it's Miss Garrett yeah. being like, there's something happening in the Viking times. Special agent Edith. Will you respond? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> has ever cared about Edith as much as Mark. I'm just going to put that out okay, there in or, the world. And then Isabel is in the 60s and it's like, oh, no, I know who. Kitty in the war machines in her bar. She has a special light and they phone her up. Nobody has cared about Edith as much as Mark ever. Can I say, Sarah, because people get labelled with this stuff, right? So, uh, you know, David Maskell, he's had a couple of two. He's absolutely labelled with being the ultimate Mrs. Remington fan from a story. Uh, there's a fellow called Joss Snares. He's been labelled with being the ultimate Nissa fan. Mark, you are the ultimate Edith you fan. You really are, love. Oh, hang on, hang on. To be fair, we have not mentioned Edith for quite a long time. Probably because I've banned you. And this is the end of the 60s, so I can talk about Edith as much as I want. I promise what in the 70s... Are we having no someone you do the catering? Because I'm getting pretty sick of these meat canapes. How <laughs> dare you say that? <laughs> I'm choking on this mead over here, aren't I? <laughs> well, 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 eventually she will, you know, she will fade and we'll find somebody. Well, we haven't found anyone else that can do the catering so far. So, <laughs> Mark would give them a chance anyway. If, we, if there's somebody in the 70s that makes some good drinks Why or didn't think if, who, you know, she worked on a bar, she could have done the drinks. Who? You just said her name. Kitty? Yeah. Kitty from the War Machine, yeah. Yeah, she could have she, done the drink. She she run, done the yeah, bar. she runs the Inferno. Okay, I'll book the Inferno for the next Oscars, okay? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're, we're saying this in front of all the Visions. We shouldn't be doing this. So let's carry on. <laughs> They're going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> right. It's uh, me now, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Okay. Best regular. And the nominees are Ian Chesterton. It was a police telephone box. I walked all round it. Barbara Wright. Something terrible's happening to all of us. Stephen Taylor. We don't even know that we're on Earth. Jamie McCrimmon. You'd a mother of McCrimmon, would you? Well, I'll show you. The second Doctor. Oh, no, I've done it wrong. Oh. And Zoe Harriet. Delete square. Begin some two, subscript J. So just between us fish people, what do we think? I'll please do. I'm gonna do the ballet that they do. <laughs> wow. That was, that was incredible. Sound effects by Mark. Um <laughs> Can I tell you, that, that is the hardest category so far. That's a good list of characters. It is. Where's the first Doctor? 
He never got nominated. He never won a Oscar. Never oh, won a Oscar. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, if, if you don't choose Ian, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, there's one winner for me, and it's Ian. So, end of. Go on, Mark. Oh, this is tough because uh, you know Ian and Barbara, amazing. Stephen did so much in the Mark first, loves in the first Doctor, and Jamie sums up the all of the second Doctor. I just love Barbara's jumpers. They came in useful in so many stories. So I'm Barbara all the way. I mean, we don't have a Vicky or a Victoria or a Susan. Wow, that's good. <laughs> oh, not Vicky. We like Vicky. Or a Dodo. Who is going to sum up the whole of the 60s, though? Ian. I don't understand why this I, is so okay, much Okay, I feel it's between Ian and Barbara for me because they were there at the beginning. When you they, think of the 60s, you, you think of yeah. Ian and Barbara? Yeah. It's a struggle. They do come as a package, don't they? They start together, they leave together. So to separate the two of them and choose between one. Mm. I just did. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Barbara. Mark. Yeah, I would say Barbara deserves it, I think. Well. Yeah, she does. Who's announcing? Joe. Joe. Okay. okay, we've got a surprise winner in this category. Maybe not. It's. Barbara! Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I think everyone would agree with that. And obviously people voted for her yeah. as well. Look, so. it was Ian or Barbara. Everyone knows I'm team Ian. If we're summing up the 60s, they are a pair. So in by Barbara winning, so does Ian. So I'm happy. What does a character, <laughs> what does a character have to do to pass Ian for you? We'll have to find out. I don't know. I mean, as time has gone on, he's just got higher and higher, hasn't he? What was, like, the essential Ian-ness that made him so special? He was just, like, there at every situation and, like, problem-solving and level and, like, had, like, just enough knowledge but not too much. And he was a hero. And he was gorgeous. And he was gorgeous. Like... Let's not forget the scene where Honey was, like, all over him and he was in the <laughs> desert. That was, like, I'm still sad that that footage does not exist. And he, well, and he was in, like, uh, chain mail, like, armour in that story as well. Man, man, I'm glad that doesn't exist. That, that tape would be worn out. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, that person in their basement. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I'm the person that's got it again. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Joe, it's your turn. Best story. And the nominees are The Keys of Marinus. Yes, and if you'd had your shoes on, my boy, you could have lent her hers. The Romans. You can't possibly accuse me of, 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 of that. The Ark. Here it is Homo sapiens started on Earth, due to be completed just before the landing on Refuse. The Underwater Menace. Nothing in the world can stop me now! The Enemy of the World. Why, Adol Bruce, what are you doing here, huh? And The Mind Robber. Say it doesn't exist! Say it! It, it doesn't, doesn't exist! exist! Okay, so just between the pair of us dominators and one fabulous dominatrix... <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's terrible. laughs> He's a marinus. 
Oh, I don't know the underwater menace. The Kiza Marinus. I'm sorry. It's like... Okay, if you're talking about like the story that's had the most impact on us... It's the Kiza Marinus. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like... I like the Mind Robber. We really like Enemy of the World. Is yeah, I was going to say, my impact. second would be Enemy of the World. The Ark is an interesting choice for that list. I'd say that's like the weakest of that list. Yeah. But we we enjoyed that, didn't we? We enjoyed it, and that was the strongest of that season. Yeah. Uh, contentious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's got the, what is it, got the Celestial Toy Maker and the Gunfighters either side of it, hasn't it? Or no, the Massacre. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe you Enemy really, of the World. You really like the Romans, though. Yes, I did enjoy the Romans, but it doesn't sum up the 60s for me. I mean, the Romans was great because it was funny and it had a lot going on, but it doesn't sum up the 60s for me. What What is it about Barbara and these rapey men? Because in um, The Keys of Marinus, you've got the two rapey stories in there. In The Keys of Marinus, you have Vaser, and in The Romans, you know, it's like a sex romp in episode three, isn't it, when she's running around uh, with Nero chasing after her? Yeah. Well, maybe that sums up the 60s. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Mark, well, it does for Barbara. It does, yeah. <laughs> Not for any of the others. I feel in terms of like uh, imagination, the mind robber is really that's a, such a creative story. Isn't it, it is, it is, and again, I think it's having you know got this far. It's one of those stories that a lot of people were really excited about us watching. And if we're talking about summing up the sixties, the mind robber does that could very well be it. What is where are you, Mark? I feel like a 60s story has to be spacey. Yeah. I think to sum it up. Um yeah, I would say the Keys of Marinus or the Mind Robber for me. Are you guys uh fans of B movies? Marquez and C movies. I'd say the underwater menace probably falls under the Z movie, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it. It is great, but I don't think it sums up. I don't think. It I think it sums up the sixties. It's a great story, you know, and we get the. Um... But at least with the keys of Mariners, you get a bit of everything. Yeah, you do. But in this, like in this list, you've got a lot of stories that are like really unrepresentative of the era. Like the Mind Robber, there's nothing else that's really like that. The Enemy of the World is a political thriller, and there's nothing like that really. The Romans is a comedy historical and there's only like a couple of those so i think almost by default the keys of marinus has got to win this mark do you want oh, to I do the honors well, let's see what the what the people have said there's some asm is it asmr there's some lovely rustling by the mic <laughs> <laughs> oh and the winner of best story is the keys of Mariner. Well done to everybody involved. Apart from that cabin guy, he's not invited. He's not invited. <laughs> no, jeez. We remember we we took him out of our escape room version of the keys of Mariner. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Car <laughs> <all> friendly. <laughs> Here we are. Here's a board to collect the award. Um, well done. What's what's that prize, Mark? <laughs> so, the entire cast of the Keys of Mariners have won <laughs> a holiday. 
to <laughs> Vortis. <laughs> yes. There we go. Oh, I was going to say the third dimension. <laughs> <laughs> either, yeah, you, they either choose Vortis or the third dimension. How are they going to get there? With their, their, their travel dials? Travel dials are set oh, to okay. holiday. Yep. <laughs> so well done well done that's going to be a tough one to beat in future awards isn't it yeah okay um this is where i ran out of printing <laughs> okay so the next category is worst moment of the 60s the nominees are the whole of the edge of destruction so if the spring were broken, it would be as if your finger were pressing it down all the time. Precisely. The robot doctor from The Chase. Success! Paramount success! It is impossible to distinguish from the original! Dodo not having a leaving scene. Yes, I think she'll sleep for 48 hours. Ben and Polly's leaving scene. Don't you see, Duchess, July the 20th, 1966 is when it all began. We're back to when it all started. Padmasba Fambulars talking <laughs> in The Abominable Snowman. I must do what I am compelled to do. And the curtain clothing of the Dulcians in The Dominators. We can always fix you up with some Dulcian garments. Where from? Clothing dispenser unit. There's one in my father's rooms. Come on. Just between us, Maya beasts. <laughs> what do we think? See, I would say that they were getting steadily worse throughout, but I, I don't know if I could pick on some clothing. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Come on, I know, but the 60s fashions were pretty bad in general, especially for the future stories. That yeah. is bad. I, well, but no, those curtains are bad even for the 60s. In the 60s, People watched that and thought, why are they wearing curtains? They didn't think, <laughs> we're in the 60s, that, that's what happens. Flower power eleganza. I think that's what <laughs> yeah. they They should not be on the runway with those curtains. However, nowadays, if you wore those curtains, you'd be very vogue. Yeah. These things come back into fashion, you know. Not for Mark, though. For me, it's the edge of destruction. Or, I mean, like, it's a fucking spring. Do you know what I mean? Like, all that, and it was a fucking spring. <sighs> Never going to But hang on, hang on. Isn't it a spring in the Space Museum as well? Or oh, was it in the Space Museum? No. Oh, yeah, it was something similar, something wrong yeah. with the TARDIS that made it go. But I'll allow it more because, like, literally, the entirety of the whole of the Edge of Destruction it results in the spring. Whereas, at least in the Space Museum, like, they start a revolution, they help people out, something else happens from it, and then, you know, it's something... But in the Edge of Destruction, at least you get all the character moments. There is some good in that story. But nothing makes sense. They're all behaving out of character for no reason at all. They're not being, they haven't been taken over by anyone. Susan's going mental with scissors for no yeah. reason. Like, what's going on? And then they say it was a spring. Well, why were you all behaving like psychopaths then? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, that is pretty bad. Dojo's leaving scene. Or not leaving. Both of them are really bad, aren't they? Ben and Polly and Dodo. Yeah, like, I think Dodo's is worse than Ben and Polly. At least Ben and Polly are there to say, we think we're going to stay. Dodo's not even there. Like, they but send... remember, she did get an ending in the books. 
yeah. Maybe they wrote that into the war machines and then it got edited out. Maybe. Was it was it an STI or was she shot in the face? Or was it both? Both. I can't remember now. <laughs> oh, Pretty know. much both, yeah. R.I.P. Um, ro- the robot doctor in the chase. That was, oh, that was awful. I love the chase, though, but that's more of a... It's bad, but it's fun. It's the fact that the Daleks say it is what, in- imperceptible from the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not in time or anything. It's just, it's pretty bad. But I, yeah, but it's not the worst moment. Of the, ugh, it doesn't sum up the 60s for me. That's just, that sums up the fun of the 60s for me, the robot okay. doctor. I think the dodo leaving scene is worse. That sums up the, the worst of the 60s in that they just didn't treat the characters very well. <laughs> they just got rid of her. Right. Yeah. Um, Pads talking. Can you can you say his whole name again? Oh God. Pad Masbavamvavar. <laughs> I think I think it's Pad Padmasamvavar. Pad Masbavamvavar. No, hang on. Pad Pad Masambavar. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Pad is pad. It's pad. There's a good reason why you both said pad, isn't there? (laughs) So pad does sum up the worst of the 60s for me because we get a lot. If you're just talking about a bad voice or bad monster voice, a bad computer voice, it sums it up. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's really annoying. Like, it really annoys me. Even thinking about it now, I get annoyed. Well, it's like a slow story anyway. And when he talks, it crawls. It's like, where is the talk? You're being generous there. You are being generous there, Joe. Because when he was talking, I forgot what he'd said at the start. So I'd forgotten his sentence. So he's just saying words. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. It was just so. However, Edge of Destruction still annoys me more, I think. <laughs> this is a tough one. I think I'd probably go with the Edge of Destruction as well, like for an early story. I feel yeah. like it's Dodo, though. I feel like Dodo's leaving will be the one. Okay. And the winner is Dodo's leaving scene. Hey! Yeah, worthy winner. Yeah. I think, like, particular, and like, also, I mean, you know, because she passed away recently, didn't she, Dodo? Jackie Lane, yeah. Jackie Lane. So, you know. In memoriam. Yeah. Here's her award. It kind of feels like um, like she was kind of treated badly in the stories. And then and then her ending's really terrible. So like like sort of going forward and looking back on her, she hasn't really got a hope, has she? Like Well, it was nineteen episodes she did, wasn't it? How do you know that? Where did that yeah. come from? I my mind. I'm right, Mark? It's unfortunate that it's full of really random Doctor Who trivia. And someone will correct me, but I think it's like 19. You've watched six years of the 60s now. Your head is full of useless trivia. It's really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not a lot. No, it, yeah, it's a good... I, I, I can see why people... It's vote. a good worst moment. It's a good worst <laughs> moment. It's It's... It sums it up for us. The, the worst of the 60s is when the writing goes like that. Okay, so let's move on to the next category. And it's an extra special one this time. The Clothes Watch Icon Award, sponsored by Isabel Watkins Photography. And the nominees are Barbara's Roll Neck Jumper. We must stop talking about this. 
Altos wearing no trousers. How are your legs? Feeling's beginning to return. I should be able to walk in a minute or two. Dodo's black and white outfit in the arc. That reminds me, why, why are you dressed in these stupid clothes? Hmm? And Zoe's cl- glitter catsuit. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Not glitter. <laughs> <laughs> And Zoe's glitter catsuit. That's that's a toughie because those are all well. I'd, I'd throw out Dodo's costume. That was pretty naff. But um, <laughs> Barbara's jumpers useful for every occasion. I love Barbara's jumpers, and also again, if we're going back to Ian and Barbara, but they are like they sum up the sixties, and Barbara's jumpers are part of that. Yeah, um, Altos wearing no trousers though. We love that. <laughs> if we're talking about impact, uh... <laughs> we still bring up the Altos as white trousers. <laughs> no, if we're summing up the sixties, the glittery catsuit. It's true. That's very sixties. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it's between Barbara's jumpers and Zoe in the catsuit. Do you know what's bad about that catsuit is every time I think about that, all I can see is that bit at the end of episode one where she's on the console and her arse comes in. Like, it's filled on screen in that glittery catsuit. Poor Zoe. And it comes back a few times with catsuit, doesn't it? It's not just that story. It's in the invasion as well, yeah. Yeah. But it's got to be the jumpers. It's got to be. Yeah, I feel the jumpers. Because those jumpers, I think they get handed down because I think Ian has has one like that. Vicky has one like that. Stephen has one like that. And I think Ben at some point has as well. Oh, well, I think... Um, they could didn't, all be the same jumper. Did Victoria wear one at one point? And we were like, that's something Barbara wore. There's definitely another character more recent and we were like, that's a Barbara jumper. Maybe just oh, Jamie, Jamie had a black roll neck. Yeah. But not, Barbara didn't wear black roll necks, did she? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but she had a roll neck. <laughs> okay. I'm reading the winner, aren't I? Are you? Yeah. I think, okay. that, oh, no, I'm not Joey's because I've read them out. Joey's okay. getting the winner. Well, I'm going to say Barbara's jumpers, whatever. No, no. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, a surprise tie in this category. And neither one of them is Barbara's cat. Uh, Barbara's cat suit, Barbara's jumper. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine that. Oh, my God. So we've got a joint winner of Altos's trousers. Oh, luck of. And Zoe's catsuit. Yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. That's a, that is a fashion shoot I want to see. Zoe and Altos. <laughs> we might have to get that done. Their prize is a new outfit for the runway from the same place that made the curtain costumes. So... <laughs> <laughs> runway special. Okay, so now we have the most exciting awards of the competition. The Sir Ian Chesterton Bravery of the Decade Award. And the nominees are... Susan running through the jungle in The Daleks. Don't stop for anything. Straight there. Barbara driving through the Daleks in the Dalek invasion of Earth. Jenny, there's a whole bunch of them ahead of us. Shall we jump for it? No, I'm going through. Charlie the barman being brave in the gunfighters. You're lying, Charlie. What's my line, Mr. Clinton? I just want to stop you boys getting up against the law over nothing. Samantha investigating. 
sounds like a TV show, in the faceless ones. I think I'll go and have a look round that chameleon hanger. Faria helping to expose Salamander in The Enemy of the World. Salamander engineered nearly every one of those swindles and I can prove it. And Phipps helping to defeat the Ice Warriors in The Seeds of Death. Oh yes, I'm fine. I've seen most of my friends killed. I mean, hunted by monsters! What a list of nominees here. Yes. Yeah. No, sorry. I was just, hang on a second. Sorry. I was like, where's Ian? But he didn't actually get an award. award is named after him. He's named after him, but he hasn't. No. I was like, sorry, I just had a moment. I was like, did Ian get anything? No, he didn't. He gets the honour of having an award named after him forever. Just between us chumblies. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Well, they're a very mixed bunch, these bravery awards. Brave in different ways, I would say. Yeah. And I think they have to be in context sometimes. Like Charlie the Bumman. <laughs> so the most Sarah, controversial Sarah, winner. <laughs> Sarah, please explain why Charlie the Barman is here. I love Charlie the Barman. And he's, he, great. Hmm? he's great, Charlie the yeah. Barman. But why a bravery award? Because he really stood up to like the situation he went and like saved Ian and the doctor from being because he yeah he did he ran out and he was like no it's not them it's not them and then later I faced that crowd and did that and then later on he stood up to what's his name and ended up getting shot and he got the cliffhanger doesn't it he dies at the cliffhanger he yeah does- mm, I'm so, not sure I'm not sure about that Charlie. I'd rather vote for Charlie the barman than Susan doing anything positively at all. Susan running through the jungle is pretty iconic. If we're talking 60s and we're talking iconic moments. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. At the time, right at the beginning, that really stood out, didn't it? Because yeah. she's like, no, no. Well, no. she's running through the jungle. Essentially, she's running on the spot whilst they with her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Barbara driving through the Daleks is incredible. I love that scene. Yeah, I do too. Because she's already been through quite a lot at that point. She's with Jenny in that milk float or whatever, isn't she? And she <laughs> just puts her foot down and she's like, we've got to get through this. We've yeah. just got to do it. Barbara driving through the Daleks or Faria, because I've such a soft spot for Faria. Faria! I, I think she deserves a bravery award. Maybe not the, for the whole of the 60s. I don't seem to remember what Phipps actually does in the Seeds of Death. Everything. He was like, he goes into the back room and he sets up the lights to stop and then he contacts, he's trying to contact the Earth and he ends up contacting them on the ship and he helps them land. And then he basically is just like, he gets killed right at the end and it's sad because he basically is just like the only one on that whole frigging moon that's doing anything productive. Oh, it's a toughie then, isn't it? We haven't mentioned Samantha. Mark, why Samantha? Well, we really love Samantha. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm asking you. I really love Charlie the Barman, so Samantha, okay. why? Because she never gives up. She always looks for her brother Brian Briggs. <laughs> uh, she has all those 
letters from home, and uh, <laughs> she carries on. <laughs> You're offending a large portion of your audience here. <laughs> Mark the Liverpool fan, remember? <laughs> Let's not forget Mark's the Liverpool fan. And she is almost a companion. She, I mean, she's better than Victoria. Oh yeah, she's better. That, that's not hard though, is it? Let's be honest. No. Okay, all right. Okay, maybe Charles Obama was better than Victoria. And Charlie Lebron was nearly a companion. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> Imagine if he was. Imagine if he was. Oh, hey there, Doctor. What's the hell going on? <laughs> no, you just insulted half your audience. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> it's a head looking at the same time. That's what he does. Oh, hey, a doctor. <laughs> He's not on a rave, Mark. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, okay. Well, I'm, okay, I'm going to say, okay, Samantha probably doesn't deserve the ultimate award. No. So who does, Mark? I'm going with Barbara. Oh, it's between Barbara and Faria for me. Joe? I'm facetious, and I'm going to say Charlie the barman just because. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, am I announcing? You're announcing, Mark. Here we go. Right. So, the final award of the evening and the winner of the Sir Ian Chesterton Bravery of the Decade. Hang on. That's. that's <laughs> let me say it again. The winner. <clears throat> the winner of the Sir Ian Chesterton Bravery of the Decade Award goes to. On tender hooks. Faria. Oh, oh that's a surprise. Let's do it one more time. Faria, you gotta see her. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> here she is, and she is. Oh, she's not here. Oh yeah, she's not here. Oh yeah, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Astrid to uh, accept the award on her behalf. Yeah. Here she is. There we go. Post Thomas. I always think of like Thomas as in like <laughs> the chickpeas. But um, Post yes. Thomas Lee. Yeah. I, I, very, like, the enemy of the world has done very well tonight. Again. Yeah. Well, it's a great story. That and Keys of Marinus. <laughs> So are we saying for the first Doctor, if you're going to sum up the first Doctor as the ultimate story, it's the Keys of Marinus, and the second Doctor is the enemy of the world? I think so, yeah. Are they like the golden collection? Yeah. I don't know if anyone else would say the Keys of Marinus apart from the three of us, but I, I think that it's unanimous amongst this quorum. Enough other people did to nominate it. To, well, we nominated it, but to <laughs> vote it, as the winner, there was enough of the people, so I will take that. Although I'm going to say, in terms of marketing the keys of Marinus, you guys have done spectacular work. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone loves the keys of Marinus. I think it's like a secret love. It is. Well, not to, not to drop this on your podcast, but your keys of Marinus commentary on my podcast is my most listened to one by some margin. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they love you. Maybe it's both. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. That concludes the ultimate all-stars of the 1960s. Yay. Congratulations to all our 
winners and all our nominees. You're all winners. You're a winner, baby. We apologise for celebrating uh, some of these awards to people after they have died, but at least they had some recognition. Yes. And remember, if you can't love yourselves, who the hell's going to love you? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Ooh, that was a chum, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we are. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for being a guest host with us today. Thank you, Joe. It's been one of the highlights of my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you? Oh, good grief. Well, I mean, they can find you there as well, Mark, because we've done several commentaries on my podcast uh, called A Hamster with a Blunt Penknife. Uh, one that's just gone out and uh, where you were highly complimentary about the story we talked about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting one. Yes. <laughs> we haven't got there yet. You listened to the beginning of that one, didn't you? I listened to the beginning, but not the actual episode. Right. Okay. Because I messaged Joe saying, I'm sure I told you this as well. It felt like I was being gossiped about, but I could hear it because you were talking about me. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that when people are talking about you? I felt like I was like in some sort of fame. I felt famous for like a brief period of time. And people I'm not going to lie, every single time on my podcast that Ian Cheston comes up, I drop your name. <laughs> you are famous. Um, I've also got a, a second podcast called The Nine One Be Praise, which I do with my friend Jack who's also been on uh, To Watch Who on the Enemy of the World um, story. Um, yeah, and they're all available on all good podcast. Uh, what are they called? Platforms. Platforms. Thank you. And you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter at, at DocOho, D-O-C-O-H-O. It's a load of nonsense, but follow me anyway. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I've been Mark, a Doctor Who fan. I don't think I've ever said that before. I'm Sarah, and I'm new to Who. Well, yeah, because we didn't do it at the beginning, did we? <laughs> <laughs> and you... I've been Mark. <laughs> what? I've been Mark. <laughs> and I've been Sarah. <laughs> and I've been Sally. <laughs> All right, fine. We won't do that then. We'll do a different one. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who, uh, and you can support us at BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. And we will be back next time when we start the seventies. And thank you to all our supporters who also voted for this today. Yes, thank you to our Ediths and Katarinas. Uh, <laughs> you know, name in one last time, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to come back. She'll be back. Uh, well, on that point, thank you, Edith, for all the catering as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, and let's raise a Terry Nation to all of our award winners, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 To watch who. Delegates and Dravens.